radical life. So we are going to today have another moment with the most, and our meant word is abandonment. Abandonment. So the definition of abandonment is the action or fact of abandoning or being abandoned. But we are not going to talk about being personally abandoned or when somebody abandons another person. In general, that is not a good thing to abandon a person, to desert them, neglect them, betray them. I think of abandonment, I think of being left all alone. Yes. That's, I'm not going to do that? That's not what we're going to Even talk about. Even though Home Alone yes. is not... Is Just because that's a, a Christmas. It kind of is a Christmas movie that came out about 40 years ago already. What we're going to talk about is the action of abandoning. So, an action we need to take to abandon something, not someone. So, in other words, more like abandoning oneself to something. Yes, or we are going to abandon some similar words. Let me put it this way, is to renounce, to terminate, to stop, to surrender, to discontinue. And biblically, we use words like we're going to leave behind our troubles and sorrows. We're going to let go of the past. We're going to put off our old self. We're going to throw off everything that hinders. So we are going to abandon all that is hindering us from abandoning ourselves to God. All right. Does that make sense? Yes. We are doing this episode as year ends. We want to think about letting go of the old. And then on New Year's Day, we are going to be talking about putting on the new. So today, let's focus on abandoning and leaving behind so that we can abandon ourselves to the Lord. Well, it says in Luke 9, 62, that Jesus said to him, No one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. I was a farm boy. I don't know if I ever put my hand to a plow. I really don't. I mean, so this is really farming old time. Yes, old time. Now, obviously, for the majority of mankind's time on the planet, this is how they turn the soil. They walked behind a oxen or a horse, a cow, and they had an implement called a plow. Typically had just one, what they would call a share, a plow share, a hunk of metal, a curved part of the plow that they dug and then just literally flipped. It turned over the soil. That had to take so long to do it that way. One row at a time. One small row at a time. That is how it was done. Now, when I was a kid in the farm, we sat in a tractor with massive amounts of horsepower in it. And we pulled behind us. We didn't put no hand on this plow. We we put our hand on the steering wheel. And we put our feet on the floor of that tractor's base there. And we sat there and we guided the, the tractor down the road in the field. And we turned over, probably in my early days as a farmer, we probably turned over three or four plowshares of dirt. As time went on, the plows got bigger, the tractors got bigger, we turned over more. I'm sure I've sat on tractors with a six-bottom plow, and we turned over a good chunk of land. Today, I'm sure there are, I can only venture to guess, there are plows with unbelievable numbers of plowshares on them, so they're turning over a swath that's unbelievable. So, all that to say, back in that, in those, in that era, when Jesus said, no one, having put his hand to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. When you plowed, you just look straight ahead. So your row would be straight. So your row would be straight. There's no reason to look back. If you look back, immediately when you look back, something's going to go wrong. You're not going to go straight. Your depth's going to change. Things are going to change. You don't look back. It is full out working with your mind in forward motion. So put that in a spiritual context. What do you think Jesus is saying here? Jesus is saying, no man who follows me is going to look back into the old life. There's no reason to look back into the 
old life, to dig up the old man, to dig up old ways. We're moving forward. And you're not fit. If you're going to do that, you you're can't just serve constantly God looking back. Freely. Even looking back into yesterday, even looking back into a minute ago, what good does it do? And another verse that goes along with that, if you think about Lot's wife, she looked back and God instructed her not to look back right. at that was serious. all the wickedness, all yeah, the that, everything, a, the a, destruction. That was a serious of, moment and example for the rest of us. That, yes. Don't in, look in back. Moment, it, it's life or death. For her, it was Literally. life or death and she looked back and she died. Yeah. So as followers of Jesus, we are to look forward. We are to keep our gaze in front of us. It's funny how you should say that because in Proverbs 4.25, it says, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you. The Bible has a lot of other verses that talk about that too. One of the verses that I like is a verse that is in Matthew eleven twenty eight, and Jesus says, Come to me who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And for me, that verse is you need to take off whatever is weighing you down, and you need to lay it down literally, and in this case, don't pick it up. The other verses were like, don't look behind, but this one is don't pick it up because you don't want to move forward with all that weight on you, whatever it is that just makes your heart heavy, whatever is burdening you. Jesus says, take it, give it to me. I can carry it. I didn't create you to carry these burdens. That's not my desire for you. My desire for you to be is at rest and at peace and not just dragging around a ball and chain. And if for some reason you all of a sudden start to experience things in your mind, your body, that are counter to living in balance, counter to living in health, you may want to take a look at Mm -hmm. what I've been thinking about. What we tend to do, though, is we what am I ailing from? Because we're looking at our physical body. Man, I'm just this. I'm, my head hurts, or you know, my back aches, or my shoulders. Well, they've come to find out so much of this is we're taking on pressures, mm-hmm. we're taking on pains, okay? Because we've looked back. It says in Philippians 3:13, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me, brethren. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, behind and reaching forward to those things that are mm-hmm. ahead. Now, this is how you begin to get your body and your mind in help, is to look forward. Got to look forward. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't ever look at things that you're doing and say, you know, what am I doing that's wrong? Or learn from your past. You can learn from your past, yeah. and you can reflect on yesterday's, you know, and go, why is it? Well, here's why I may be feeling the way I am. That five pounds of chocolate I ate... <laughs> Probably not going to really, you know, as you're eating it, you may just want to say, now, tomorrow at this time, take notes. If there's something not right, come back to this moment. You junk out. You eat junk. You're going to feel like junk. So, but look forward. I can tell you from like a grieving point, you can't just easily right away just let it all go. Because you kind of have to go through the process of grieving. But you do get to a point where you are going to need to let it go. You don't want to be an intense grief for the rest of your life. Right. You need to give it to the Lord. Give any hurts, any unmet expectations, maybe some hopes and dreams. Like you've been saying, it's really not healthy to be stuck in a place. The Lord understands when, when you're sad and, and you kind of go through different things, but you just don't want to stay in those places because being 
constantly in a place of negative emotions over and over and over again will harm you and not help you. And we all, I mean, when we sit down, when we start to just talk it out, think it out, when we're not under the pressures of living, the excesses of doing, not doing anything at times can be awfully healthy. Rest, let's call it. Right. Rest. Right. Most humans don't rest. With right. He leads us beside quiet waters. Right. I mean, he knows what's best for us. When we watch somebody take a walk along quiet waters, when we see people that live well and rest, who do good with their sleep, they've got good habits of sleep, going to bed at appropriate hours, getting up appropriate hours. When you see people who are appropriating themselves to right living, it shows up in the peaceable way that they live. They're able to think soundly, rationally, so much better. Isaiah 43:18 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. We need to learn to forget the past. Maybe we're worried about our failures. So if you, if you had failures, let them go and move forward. We need to learn from our failures. We look at them and see, okay, that's not the way to do it, and then move forward. Don't dwell on it. But if God is saying, forget the former things, don't dwell on the past, that's guidance for life. Right. If anybody's telling you to hold on, if you hear a voice in your head or you feel like you have to hold on to the past, God is saying, don't do that. You know, right away. When you talk like this, right away, I just think of the sheep know the voice of their shepherd. Yes. People, you've got to get to know the voice of Jesus. You've got to hear his voice. You've got to know when it's him speaking, and you've got to know when it's not speaking. It makes a huge difference in your life when you know you've heard from the shepherd. Mm -hmm. You don't count sheep, you can't fall asleep. Talk to the shepherd. What a waste of time counting sheep. You're not a shepherd. No. Especially when you're going to sleep, you need to get rest. Talk to Jesus. You need to follow the shepherd. He's not going to lead you to an area where there's nowhere to eat, where right. there's nothing to drink. Right. The Bible says he leads me what? Beside still waters. still waters. Why? Because that's where you drink. You drink by still waters. You don't go to the raging rapids. You don't yeah. go to the waterfall. I agree that you just have to hear that shepherd's voice yeah. and let him lead you. Check out 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 2 Corinthians. All right. It's one of those verses you memorize. Yes. Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, what stuck out to me, if, if any man be in Christ, if anyone, it says, be in Christ. So does that mean a believer? I think everybody who wants to claim verses like this, it says, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Well, why then if I'm a new creation and all the old things have passed away? Why is there so much junk in my life? Mm -hmm. Better make sure you're in Christ. Mm -hmm. You better make sure you're in Jesus. You better make sure Jesus is in you. You better make sure you're walking with Him, not just going, "Well, but I did that once," or <laughs> "I've been memorizing the Bible." Okay, wait, stop. Let's just get right back to it. Do you know Jesus? Are you walking with Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? I know you can say His name. I know you can even quote some of His words. But do you really know? I mean, hey, you might know the name of the person down at the gas station, you know, that takes your money when you go inside, or somebody, you may know their name, but you really know Jesus. Because when you really get to know Jesus, and you hear his voice, and he speaks to you, that's what things are This is a verse of transformation. Right. You are going to go from your old way of doing things into doing them in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Doing it the new way, doing it right. his way. So those old ways 
the old habits, the old things. You know how they past. say Jesus makes a difference? Yes. Well, if Jesus makes a difference, then there had better be different things in your life. There better be things that you can point to that others can say, yeah, that dude's different. He can say, oh, we want to go out for drinks or whatever. Right. And then you say, no, I used to do that. Right. That's my old way of life. I have a new right. way of life. Now, I will go out and I'll hang out with you. I'd love to have a coke sure. with you. I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to. Uh, and they'll go, oh, man, that's different. That's what you're looking exactly. for. You need to get responses. If you're not hearing responses like that around you and in your life and as a testimony, you aren't able to testify to the fact that you are living differently, then there's a reason why you're not living differently. I always said when I wasn't really following the Lord strongly, I probably didn't look any different than a neighbor down the street who's living a pretty good, decent, moral life. If you're not even standing out right. that people can tell you're a believer of Jesus, then I'm not sure the old is passed away. And we do need to lay that down. And behold, all things have become Romans 8.13 says, If you live according to the sin nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body. So if you're walking in the Spirit, you're not going to want to do right. the old things that you were doing. You need to lay those down, and they're not even a part of your life anymore. To do them would just be, oh, I can't do that stuff anymore. And otherwise, you're living according to your old sin nature, and you're going back to it. Are you at Hebrews 8.12, my love? I'm on Hebrews 8.12.1. Okay, that one's good, too. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Mm-hmm. We need to look under Jesus, it says, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, Endure the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You want to run your race and you don't want sin around you. Ephesians 4, 31, 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander to put away from you along with all malice. These are things that you must abandon. We got to go back to our word. You don't want to go anywhere near. You need to completely abandon it. And abandoning means never to return. What do you think goes through the mind of people? Sit and listen to us quote scriptures. We're reading the Bible. We're sharing stories in between. We're hopefully bringing some inspiration. And more than anything, trusting in the Holy Spirit to take these words and let them be heard by those who have ears to hear the Bible says. Yes. I'd sure love to hear from some of these people. Yes, we would. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a text. Send us an email. Send us a smoke signal. Whatever you've got to do, let us know things are landing in your mind. Because you can't can't get it into your heart till you get it into your mind. And you really can't even make it a part of your life until you find a way to make it a habit. you got to make these words that you're hearing somehow a habit of thinking on them and then eventually doing these words. You do these words in a habitual way, it'll get into your heart. Then you'll do it without even thinking about it, without even realizing you'll do these things. Yeah, I just think of the opportunities that we get to share Jesus. And I'll find myself sharing Jesus with somebody. I'm like halfway into it, halfway into the sentence sharing him, I'm going, this is really happening. I'm really sharing him. You know, I was in no fear. I was didn't have any intrepidation in me, loathing this situation of, oh my gosh, I gotta just have to tell him about Jesus. I was just having a normal conversation with somebody in my mind. My mouth just all of a sudden, because of habit, mm-hmm. 
That's, how you doing? Has the Lord touched your life? How are you feeling since I prayed for you last? This happened to me this morning. When I was on a delivery this morning, a lady that I see often that brings food out to my vehicle, I still got quite a limp going on. And uh-huh. she doesn't mind one bit breaking the social distance barrier. And, and she just walks right up to me, hands me the food, and I place my hand on her shoulder and I say, I see that there's still a limp. Oh, she says, I am just trusting Jesus to heal me. I just am trusting him to touch me and to heal me from this pain. And she says it with this huge smile on us. Nice. Joy in her eyes. I'm like, wow. Wow, something's happening in her life. So different than weeks ago when I first met her and started praying and asking God to touch her. You know, this wasn't a quiet, you know, I'm in my car driving away. Right. This was a full out, full blown, in her face. How you doing today? I see a bit of a limp going on. Can I just trust Jesus and ask him to heal you? And oh, please. Yes. Thank you. This is the lady at the McDonald's. Nice. Yeah. Running out. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say running. Limping out <laughs> to bring out. me the food, and I'm like, oh! And I jump out of the vehicle and I meet her as close to the building as I can because it's painful. I can tell she's in pain. Right. But this is what'll happen, folks. You hear these words of God. You hear them. You think on these words. You meditate on them. You begin to say, Lord, how can I put this into effect? Into work into my life so that it will affect others, and it will. Well, it'll affect. Can you read Hebrews eight twenty two for me? There? I think there are some people that might be struggling with laying things down. Right. And I'm telling you, in your own human effort, you might not be able to do it. So you need to rely on the Lord. He knows how to help you lay things down. So when somebody says, I just can't do it, those things you're talking about, you're right. You can't. You can't. We're here to encourage you. If you're struggling with addictions or different things that you, sins you keep going back to, you do need God's help. But please read Hebrews 8.12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. And I will remember no more. And so if you're dealing with some guilt and you keep going over your sin and you keep condemning yourself over and over again, God isn't doing that. He says, I forgive your wickedness. I will remember their sins no more. If God is laying it down, you need to too. Right. You've got to follow God's example here. If he's willing to just say, I don't condemn you, so neither should you move forward. Don't walk in condemnation. Now, remember too, and it goes on to say here, in that he says, a new covenant he has made the first obsolete. Now, what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. So if you ever feel like, wow, this feels like something different, well, it is. This feels like something new. Well, according to the Bible, it is. It's something new. It's something different. It's something that we've got to get into because for way too long, mankind practiced and did sacrifices. Mankind relied upon their works to get something done to be right in God's eyes. It's no longer that way. No. The sacrifice of the Lamb of God has been already It's done. It's done. completed. Yep. And you can trust in that. Yep. As soon as you confess your sins, you're forgiven. Right now. Immediately. If somebody brings it back up, it was you, it was the devil, or it was somebody who didn't know better. And No, they didn't know better than you worse, and they were trying to throw something back in your face. But Jesus has put it behind He you. says, I forgive you. Then he says, go and sin no go more. Sin. So he's, don't repeat. Right. Don't go back to that past, but right. go and sin no more. I release you. You don't have to carry those burdens and those sins. You are free. 
I remember a story, I hope I can say this correctly, about letting go. Sometimes we get so comfortable with maybe our hurts and pains or anger and resentment. We've talked about this in other podcasts that we just have trouble letting go. And there was a story about a guy who was walking on the mountaintop and it was very foggy. He could barely see what he's doing. And he ends up like losing his footing and going over the side. But luckily he catches a branch and he's holding on to the branch and he's screaming for help, but he can't see anything. He just knows he's just hanging there on the edge. And someone says to him, let go. And he goes, no, I can't let go. You know, I'm going to die and fall. I, 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 no, I won't let go. Seriously, it's okay. Let go. And he just won't do it. And he goes over and over. And to make the story shorter, once the fog lifts, he realizes he's holding on to this branch, but he's only two feet off of the, the ground. <laughs> So, let's go. Yeah. I can't. No. That's fine. so that's kind of what we do sometimes. Right. God is saying, let it go. You're right. going to be fine. Oh, no, I'm afraid to let it go. I, I might die if I don't hold on to this. No, God is saying, let it go. So what I'm hearing there is there's times when you just flat out, when you hear the shepherd's voice, when Jesus speaks something to you, when God's word has become evident and you've read something and you've got it into your mind, you've been memorizing it, you're getting it into your habits. It sounds to me like there just comes a time when you just got to trust him. You've got to trust. Trust him. And when he says, let go, know that he sees how far the fall is. Right. Two feet's not going to kill you. No. and Let go. <laughs> And we are giving you these verses. All these verses is Jesus telling you, right. let go, right. leave it behind, you forget know the funny? past. This what? is good, then like three inches. I, I mean, just basically go to your tippy toes and you would have went, what's it, what's it? Right, right. Let go. Just let go. Really. So really, when you come to trust in him, you're just showing more evidence of a radical life. It's a radical life. Woo! Radical life. Thank you for listening today to our Radical Life Support Podcast series, A Moment with the Most. We pray our discussion has caused you to reflect on your life and draw you closer to Jesus. Let us know how this series is impacting you or if you have any questions or comments. You can contact us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. You can find us every Tuesday on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if you like what you're hearing and think others will benefit, please share our podcast with your friends and family to get the word out. We want to touch as many listeners as possible. And for your convenience, we are listed on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. We are also listed on Apple Podcasts. Overcast, Castro, CastBox, Pocket Casts, and Podfriend. You can download any one of these apps and subscribe to us at Radical Life Support so you won't miss a single episode. All of our podcasts are also listed on our host website at RadicalLifeSupport.Buzzsprout.com. We will talk to you next time sharing another moment with the most.